0: It's Em and Liv, and we're your meta-psychics.
1: We talk all about spirituality and the paranormal, and today we've got a story for you. If you guys didn't already know, Liv is a psychic medium, and she has some crazy stories that she's going to share with us today.
0: Yep, so this is Em and I's first podcast. We're pretty excited in the most awkward way possible. I'm going to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know
0: how to talk to a camera. you can talk to a microphone. Most awkward taco you've ever darn met. All right, this is the story of when I first realized that I was medium. First, we should recap on what it is like to be a medium and what kind of medium I am. Do you have any questions? Am my best friend that knows oh. everything?
1: I'm asking the questions. Okay, (laughs) most people have no idea what it's like to be a medium, so how do things come through for you? Okay, so
0: for me, I am what's known as a mental medium. So I get thoughts, images, emotions, memories, feelings, smells, any type of like sensory information that most people use within the general living world is what I get, but I have come to realize that there's a separation between my own thoughts feelings and emotions and what other people mainly spirits give to me because i'll just be like jay chilling somewhere like emily and i were setting up a chinchilla cage go check out her youtube video it's pretty great chin villain on youtube (laughs) all of a sudden nowhere in my consciousness should there be images of a hill and a picnic and freaking potato salad so i'm like okay this isn't my thoughts. Whose thoughts are these? Long story short, and a reading a week and a half later, it was Emily's grandmother? Great-grandmother? Great-aunt. Aunt. Great-aunt. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Lily. Great-aunt Lily. Great Shout aunt out Lil. to great-aunt Lil. Auntie
1: Lil. Lil. <laughs> and that's not actually her name, so.
0: Exactly. So that's what it's like. I'll just be going about my day, and sometimes I get increases in, like, anxiety or other certain things that we can talk about, too, but it's mostly thoughts, feelings, and emotions that I can recognize that are not my own. Uh, When I was a child, though, as we go into our reading about when I first became a medium, I used to see people, which is freaking terrifying. Let me talk about that. We will. So, (laughs) how many so's am I going to put into this podcast? Let's count now. Is it like four?
1: That's when you are a content creator, you become very aware of the things you say over and over again. I say, and on top of that, and I say so, and however, a lot. Yeah. My, Because I don't know how to start talking again.
0: My thoughts love to just evaporate while I'm thinking about them into new ones in
1: You're the only person that usually hears you saying the same word over and over and over again. Mm, got it.
0: <laughs> so so that's a little bit what it's like for my mediumship there are other types of medium too like uh physical meetings or trance mediums i've never really tried to see if i was a physical or trance medium because never I has never wanted to well never never has anyone come up to me like here this is my great aunt louise pocket oh, watch from the 20th century can are you, you hold it i've never tried that are you trying to challenge me please don't give me dead people <laughs> things i hope <will> you <laughs> could just go to the antique store which would be terrifying but no one's there to say whether or not it's true
1: yeah but it's still like weird if you're getting like images and pictures from something
0: like at a store well do you think that a physical medium like a part of physical medium, like i will drive by people's houses and i will see people in like windows or like get energy associated with households like there's this one really creepy old like victorian gothic century home that is on top of a hill every time i go buy it i've wanted to buy it and look inside this house since I've seen it. Now that I'm older and I know I'm a medium, before people bought it, I would see an old woman in the house. Like I know that she lives that in this house. Because she's there. Or is well, it because so is that physical mediumship or is it mental mediumship? I mean, I technically know. I'm not touching the house, but it's associated with the house. But I know she's there.
1: My other medium friend, <laughs> she would when she went to go buy a car, she would know exactly who owned the car.
0: So then that's like physical mediumship, you'd think, yeah. right? That's okay. definitely
1: physical mediumship because she does it with objects, too. Mm. So when she goes to the antique shop, she can tell you about each object, where it was in their house, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Okay. Well, then maybe we'll have to see if I'm a physical medium. I just don't know. I've never had someone like give me something besides going to the thrift store or somewhere else.
1: So that's how it comes in for you, but can you explain that in more detail? Like, how do you know that it's not your own
0: thought? Okay, so... I usually have physical symptoms of when spirits are communicating with me and what happens for me is in addition to getting images and things that I don't associate with I'm what I'm presently doing is I will get anxious which is it, the way spirits communicate with people is when you die you no longer have your physical body it's just your spirit so your spirit is energy. So when spirits come to talk to me, I pick up on their frequency of energy and I'm basically like a Bluetooth or like a dull rod. Is that what those things are? Those little dial the thing rod?
1: that like searches for water. Yes.
0: I'm literally like one of those things. So when spirits come in, they basically push their energy onto me and I'm like a conduit bar that picks up on the frequency and that influences me physically in some aspects such as increasing my heart rate I get anxious um I get cold too but it's like when you're super excited you're like shivering but also sweating like your hands are clammy your my feet get clammy and I'm like full like a like a live wire kind of
1: so are they like stepping into you and doing that to you or they just are you're just sensing their energy
0: I'm just sensing their energy if they were to step into me that is more of a trance thing yes that's a trance medium and that is terrifying to me
1: because you have have to be able to get them out
0: yeah well it also you give up a lot of your like all of your autonomy when that happens and it's happened Mm -hmm. once to my mother and I think the reason it happened was one because the spirit was so strong but two it was a family relative it wasn't just some stranger that she was talking to so I'll get anxious I get sweaty I get cold I get shivery and my the right side of my body you know if you were standing in public with somebody and you are waiting in line and you're just not paying attention to anything around you, like behind you or whatever, and someone stands behind you and you get that kind of like prickly feeling behind you that you know someone is standing there without even having to see it and then you turn around and someone's standing there.
1: Yeah, it's like if your eyes are closed and someone's standing in front of you, you know that that's happening.
0: Yes, but imagine that you have that feeling, but no one's there. So I know that someone is trying to communicate with me because on the right side of my body is usually when spirits, so dead. People or animals come in on my right side. I know it's different for other mediums, but on the right hand side I will feel like someone is standing next to me, uh, close to like my shoulder, and my right ear will hurt. And are you like, Olivia, is that your whole ear? Is it just part of your ear? And the answer is yes, it is just a part of my ear. It is literally like if someone were to be poking the inside of my ear. Or someone screaming in your ear. Um, maybe screaming, yeah. Like
1: if you were at a party, that kind of feeling.
0: Yeah. It's it's like a pressure on my eardrum almost and that's kind of what yeah. I get when I'm channeling spirits. So it, that influx of energy influences me physically as well.
1: So spirits like human spirits come on to your right side and then you said the left side the things
0: come in. Yes, things come in. So so what where's the line of thing I don't like to talk about things because there are things everywhere and we'll get into that. In like, more. what makes it a thing? It's not a human spirit. It is a, I call it an entity, but I but think- But, like, is a spirit guide a thing? I want to say
1: that spirit guides are- Or is it, like, based on the vibration of the entity? So, like, things usually have a lower vibration-
0: I would say things have a higher vibration because they're more chaotic energy, whereas people and good spirits are more of a calming energy. But aren't they trying to take energy away from you?
1: And that's why they have a lower energy. That's why they're trying to like screw with you and take your energy
0: away from you. I don't know about their energy. I just know that there are things that come from different places. And when spirits come in and spirit guides, those things are from the same place, whereas spooky Mm -hmm. creepy entities and like geisty stuff comes from a different area do they know about each other yes but it's like one's from the east side and one's from the west side
1: got you so like different dimensions
0: I would want to say yes but I'm not entirely sure because I try to stay away from the things that come in on the left side or in front of me if things present in front of me and off to the left I know that like when you have the tapping in your cabinet yeah I was that's con- why I was
1: like, was that my spirit guide that was coming in on the left? Well, or? No, no,
0: no. It was confusing because you had you Explain your- the
1: story first. No one knows what's happening.
0: <laughs> okay. So Emily <laughs> moved into a house recently and everything's been fine in the house since she moved in. I've never gotten like any like feelings about anything. What? Like two months ago? A month ago? Like two months ago? Like two months ago, I came into her house and we were eating lunch on lunch break like we do and... I felt like there was something in the kitchen, but, like, it was very quiet and demure and, like, wasn't a big thing to be bothered with, so I let it go. It wasn't a big deal, but then we came – back. I came back, like, because corona. I came back, like, two weeks later because we were busy doing stuff between corona and just life, and I was like, oh, no. There's definitely something in her kitchen, and it was freaking me out. But this time, instead of just being some little inkling off and to the left in front of me, it was a woman to the right of me. So mm. I was confused. I was like, what is happening? Well, long story short, I was like, okay, the more I thought about it, the more the woman kind of went away, and the more the entity kind of presented itself, and the woman was behind kind of in like a, a protective sort of stance, because um, she's kind of stern. <laughs> but, um, It definitely was an entity. And I was like, Emily, has somebody been tapping in your cabinets in your kitchen? Yeah. And the second you said that, I was like, fuck.
1: (laughs) Because I thought it was my cats and I would go in there and there was no cats and they were both asleep next to me, but there was 100% tapping in my kitchen. And she's like, oh, in the cabinets? And I'm like,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then we had to go into this thing and I was like, well, is it a woman? And I was like, no, it can't be a woman. So I was like, okay, I just pushed the woman out of the side because she wasn't being very helpful. She was just being stern and like standing there. And I was like, whatever. Um, So we came to the conclusion that something must have come into Emily's house. And it's interesting because my friend has had the same experience where she lived, but my friend came to me separately from Emily and said, hey, before she said anything, I saw her walking in through the back of her house leaves and a wind rustling behind her as she walked into the back door of her house and i was like uh is the heat in your house not working <laughs> i literally saw that something had followed her into her house and was messing with her hvac system and yeah. i was talking to her about it so i was trying to figure out the same thing with emily because my friend her house has no windows that open so i was like how did it get in there exactly yeah. So when I saw that the back door was open, because she uses the back door instead of the front door, Mm -hmm. I saw it come in through the back door by her, and she has a basement that it can go directly into. And I was like, that's where it's getting into your HVAC system and where it's coming from. Her cat was seeing it, everything. She's like, every time I turn on my AC, it just goes cold again. I'm like, okay, stop turning up your AC, and every time you realize that it's cold, ignore it. Just laugh. Be like, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. you can leave now because the way those things work is the more energy you give them the stronger they get so people will try to sage their house and all these other things and I don't know enough about staging but I do know enough that it is prone to pissing things off so if you have something in your house that you want to get rid of and you want to piss it off sage your house yeah
1: (laughs) You need to have a lot of experience to mess with that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's not just lighting something on fire in a bundle and walking through your house. There's so much more to it, and it's so scary, and that's why I try not to get involved in those things. So when Emily and I figured out that something was tapping in her kitchen, she's like, well, what should I do? Should I, like, sage my house no, or something? No, you should
1: tell it how it came in.
0: Oh, okay. Well, well, now we don't know how it came in. No, I know how it came in. You told me how it came in. Yeah, but now with, with tofu, <laughs> she thinks- now we don't know... <laughs>
1: She thinks my cat's
0: a medium. No. Next video.
1: Cat. My medium cat.
0: (laughs) No, I think her cat's a psycho and literally lives its life on a different frequency. And it it, it
1: invites things into my
0: house. Yeah. Emily and I thought that maybe the thing came in through the... um, The fireplace in the the basement. Well, the fireplace in the basement or the fireplace upstairs. Because Tofu was always sleeping by the fireplace upstairs. Mm. Oh.
1: (laughs) Got that medium cat, <laughs> but Olivia was trying to describe to me. She's like, "I'm in your basement, but like I'm looking at your furnace, and I'm like up high, and I'm like, well, she was like, well, what's over there?" And I'm like, um, the crawl space. And she was like, "Oh, <laughs> it it's in there." I was like, "Oh, well, oh, excuse me, what? Yeah, it lives in my crawl space. Could it not have chose a more terrifying place?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, so things, not spirit guides or spirits themselves, present to the right and behind me. And so they no, kind I of... have another question oh, yeah, to go. interrupt you. Uh-huh. So is
1: my spirit guide trying to protect you from it or trying to tell you about it?
0: I think your spirit guide was trying to tell me about okay. it, which is why Because that's I was what so I confused. thought, too.
1: Because I thought what she, I think, is telling me is that I needed to know that it was in the house in order to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I... she was like this is what it's doing and I'm giving you all these lists because that's what I do to Emily but you're not understanding so yeah yeah.
0: well it's funny because I didn't know we knew Emily had one spirit guide and then we made our spirit guide video on YouTube so you should tune into that but when we were making that video it gave me a chance to sit down and focus on what was going on with Emily and look into her spirit guides and that's when I saw the woman and I was like oh my god okay well this makes so much more sense because you have a spirit guide that's a woman and she was telling me about the thing that was in the clabbings But how did we get rid of the thing in the cabinets? I was like, Emily, just ignore it. Literally every time it tries to make you scared, try not to be scared. Because the more scared you become by the things it does or the more you you engage it, the more energy you give it. And that's the way things that are inconsiderate little tiny trickster things turn into scary, scary things that like turn things upside down in your house, which is not okay. So what's the consensus? What do you mean? It's gone, right?
1: Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's been gone. Yeah, it was very much like... I'm going through a spiritual awakening or whatever I sound dumb talking about it but like I'm going through TikTok and they're like talking about clairaudience so I'm like I'm probably clairaudience because I have super laser focus like into music and like sounds in the environment so like I can read a book and not hear anything in my environment type deal so I think it was fucking with me because it was like ha 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 you can hear me I'm tapping on things you're audience, right? mhm so i basically gave it a name its name was fluffy and (laughs) that's what i do with spiders because spiders are fucking terrifying so yeah it kind of got sick of it and left (laughs) yeah
0: so that's that's that on that (laughs) what else okay so i guess we can just like tuck on into the story anything
1: else you want to talk about being a medium
0: i mean i also talk to animals which is super cool because I always wanted to do that when I was a kid. Dreams oh, do come yeah. true. You should
1: talk about how you know my cat's a medium.
0: <laughs> okay, well, this is new. So Emily got some creatures. She got a cat, two cats, and a dog when she moved into her house. They're great. You're going to meet them. Maybe. We'll see. Um, And it's funny because the one cat that we got, Shinzi, she is a tortoiseshell cat and she looks like darkness and I love her. And when we first got her, she was super like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be your best friend. But that's just because she wanted to get out of where she was. And she was telling me all about how she used to live with a family and the family used to have a dog. So she's not scared of dogs and that then she was outside for a while as well. And she's okay being by herself and things like that. And we didn't know that she necessarily had a family, for sure. That's just what I was getting from what she was telling me. And then Emily took her to the vet and found out that she was microchipped, which means that she actually had a family at one point. And or what was her name? Susie or something? Susie. Susie. Mm-hmm. So that's super cool. But then the weird dynamic is that the other cat that we got, or that Emily got, Tofu, who is a calico, the complete opposite, but also... Same, same, but different. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Shinzy. literally had nothing to say. I could not hear a single word of anything she had to think about about her. She was her very scared. She was terrified. Get to terrified. Like, I didn't know where she came from at all. We knew that she came from outside because her ear was the little half thingy thing that, that they do for outdoor cats that they spay or neuter.
1: Yeah, they clip the left which ear, ear, ear. the left ear when they basically spay them and put them back into
0: the wild. <laughs> so that's all I could get from her. Well, now that she is comfortable in her surroundings, Shinzi has completely switched. She just wants to sleep all the time and doesn't really care about anything. And the only thing that she ever really has to tell me is food that she likes that Emily gives her. I was like, Emily, are you giving the cats a rotation of three different foods? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, she likes the one that has like duck or something in it. And you were like, yeah, it's the duck one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She literally doesn't care about anything. She has no pockets to carry her fucks in. So she gives zero. Um, Just cares about food. But now Tofu. Tofu is like, I am your best friend. Let me touch you. Also, I have a monkey tail. And do you like my toys? These are all my toys. Also, my favorite toy is a pink toy. Let me tell you about my pink toy. It has feathers on it. I love feathers. Do you know what kind of food Emily feeds me? It's great. There's these three different flavors. There's this one that's like lightly pink that I really like. And it's super awesome. Also, have you seen my room? My mom has given me shelves on my room. It's really great. Do you see my room? There's boxes in this room. Also, hey, yeah. come talk hey, to yeah. me.
1: Hey, yeah. Also, I see these little white lights that are just like flying around because I'm a fucking medium. The
0: other day, I've wondered because Tofu will just like walk around the house with big old freaking saucer eyes and look like she's following things. And I'm like, that's a little weird. And I try to like I try to put up a barrier between my mediumship and normal life, because if I just let things things flow in all the time, it gets overwhelming and also not cool. So I was like, well, I'm not going to really think about it that much. It's not a big deal. Well, the other day I brought down the barrier <laughs> <laughs> and I see Tufu running around the house, Tufu, and she's looking at these things and I'm like, what is she chasing? So I bring down the barrier and I see these little tiny like twinkly sparkle lights that are like, well, they're not sparkly. There's like a green one, a red one, a yellow one, um, green, yellow, red. Yeah. Green, yellow and red lights. And she's just like following them around the house. And I was like, that's horrifying. I'm gonna Little Fairies. I'm gonna put my my barrier back up and like tell Emily That's about horrifying. this. Horrifying <laughs> I'm gonna tell Emily about this. Okay. So I was like, Emily's been wearing a crystal around her neck to help with like her energies and things like that. What is it, Selenite?
1: It's selenite, so it pulls the like bad things negative energy out of me. Yeah,
0: and I was like, I think you should have a selenite <laughs> crystal around Tofu's neck because she's weird. <laughs>
1: Because she sees fucking ghosts. Or fairies, which are Fairies are terrifying. Yeah. They sound all nice and, like, Tinkerbell-y. But like, even Tinkerbell is, like, fucking scary.
0: <laughs> you should better put some coins out in offerings to yeah, the fairies that
1: tofu brings into the house. You need to have, like, little houses and, like, you need to value
0: nature and the fairies will like you. That's why I want to have a big fairy garden. I know nothing about fairies besides that your cat possibly chases them around the house or lets them in. What
1: I know about fairies is they come through portals and they essentially stay- Your cat is
0: the portal. That's what I'm telling you right now. Wait, actually though? Yes. I think she brings things in through the house. I think that's how the weird thing got in Well, okay.
1: She's just letting things in. She's not actually a portal. She
0: could be a portal. I'm not entirely sure how portals work, but- (laughs) Living things can be portals? Yeah, why not? I don't know. It's because she lets things in. Tofu lets things in. So my other medium friend,
1: <laughs> She she's
0: a portal? Yes. How do you become a portal? You have so much energy that you let things go. It flows through you. And she has a lot of negative energy that she associates herself with, which is why it's scary to be around her because she always has scary things by her. Mm, makes so much sense. And it makes sense why...
1: Your mom is scared of her too. Yes. By her mom's. Because we to see how scary it is. Her.
0: She literally has a black shadow that follows behind her and underneath her. <laughs> is that the portal? I don't know. You've never told her that, right? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> said medium friend is a like that's She's why so, I oh. that's why I am so scared about it. So wait, doing what is things. that dark shadow behind her? I know
1: you're not gonna answer that. It's just like a, Is that the portal? It's like the conglomerate Or is it an entity? Mm. is a portal and an entity the same I don't thing think about i'm sorry it, it
0: scares me I don't <laughs> my virgo
1: like to... brain is like oh my god i have all of these pieces and i need to put them together and you're the only thing that can put them together
0: but she's always negative and she also always lets bad yeah. things in all mm-hmm. the time like
1: has she literally refers to her mediumship as a curse
0: yes compared to me what are the things that she talks to and who are the things that i talk to <laughs> exactly and why is yeah, that
1: like, like we went to niagara falls you were talking to, like, this very happy man who, like, was flying all around it. uh, my other medium friend talking to someone who's fucking murdered themselves over, like, suicide.
0: I? Where? I talked to someone at Niagara Falls.
1: Yeah, because she was, like, because my other medium friend telling me about the person that committed suicide over the falls or whatever and you're, like, oh well i'm feeding this man that's like really happy and then all of this stuff in my other medium friend why do you always get the happy things and i get the scary things? because you literally it's like
0: like a black hole of things that she just so okay
1: she tells me that um her family has a curse over them that's is it because
0: just because her family does witchcraft. i know but is it
1: because of that or is it because she believes that no i'm putting knowledge bombs on you again (laughs) okay
0: i would say it's because her family did weird things but since she associates herself Mm -hmm. with it
1: like so it's both yes it's both that's what i was thinking too that it's happening because she believes that it's happening but she
0: also lets it in though Mm -hmm. she could just be like actually this isn't gonna happen but she has no walls and then the walls that she that she does have is like literally just a shadow portal that follows behind her and lets things in
1: I still don't know what the sh- the shadow is a portal. Yes. Hmm.
0: So is that my cat? My cat has a portal. I think your cat is a portal. Yes. That's why I think you should put a selenite crystal on her. Hundred percent. She's gonna kill herself with that though. No.
1: She's,
0: she's an gonna animal, hang
1: herself, and it's like gonna like. Oh, yeah, we're gonna have to figure
0: out how to make it like.
1: Because I put a something. collar on her literally once, and she hurt herself.
0: Well, why don't we just do like a beaded collar or something? I don't know. If you have an idea on how to make a selenite crystal collar for a cat, you should tell us because we don't know. <laughs> Collars are controversial, like everything in animal care. Watch my pet channel on it. <laughs> well, we could do one of those butt things. You know, the little jewel that goes over their butt. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> it would pull all of the dark things out of her butt. <laughs>
0: it's the only
1: way it would happen. Is it
0: pudding or is it poop? <laughs> No, it's just negative
1: energy. It's just it's just Tofu's fucking portal in her butt.
0: That'd be some great fan art.
1: Oh, my God. That's crazy. I can't get over it now. My Virgo brain is literally exploding with information.
0: Yeah, no, I'm trying to deflect it.
1: Very much making keep... lists, 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 lists. Oh, I'm trying to keep the barrier up. Ugh. Well, I have a very good barrier. That's so why I can't talk to ghosts. More.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,. So, you want
1: to talk about your first experience with a medium. So, how did it all happen?
0: Scary music. <laughs> so let's get into when I first realized that I was a medium. We can't see it, but we have spirit fingers. again. <laughs> Alright, so when I was eight years old, my parents got divorced when I was super tiny. So, as shared parenting goes, I was with my dad for the weekend. Um, it was nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, I had this tree outside. His name was Oki, just so you know. And he was not well, an oak tree. he a name. He was a maple tree. But his name <laughs> was Oki. Did the tree talk to you? No, I didn't talk to plants until I started meeting. In- ah. Yeah. I haven't. Not yet. Plants came first, animals came second as it happened well, in yeah, evolution. Well, yeah, I know that. So, um, I was outside playing by Oki, pretending to be whatever I was because I was a child, and my father had me very well trained and all of his single dad glory of understanding when lunchtime was, like didn't need a clock, didn't need a dinner bell, nothing. I just knew when it was 12 o'clock because every single day he would feed us at 12 o'clock and I knew I was going to eat chicken nuggets, salad with France dressing, a Capri Sun juice box, and some uh, happy smiley fries, (laughs) so
1: lunch of the 90s
0: yep so my little eight-year-old butt was like is my stomach grumbling it must be noontime let me skedaddle out of this here oaky my friend the tree and book it back to my dad's little apartment door but wait (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) i get out of the tree and i look over by the sandbox because there's a sandbox there you're welcome visual representations but i saw a man standing in the field between me the sandbox and those delicious fucking chicken nuggets (laughs) wow (laughs) and uh i was like well that's interesting so as you do as a human being you try to look at someone's face but there was no face literally he had no face i saw a man and he looked like he was straight out of like the 1950s like grease movie he had like
1: your italian boy in a leather jacket
0: yeah well he didn't have a leather jacket on he had uh blue jeans that were rolled and cuffed at the bottom with brown boots underneath them and then he had a black t-shirt and his hair was slicked back but i couldn't make out his facial features. so he was just standing there like a normal person would but you know if you were to take like uh like a newspaper letter and you smudge it and you can kind of make out that it's still a letter so you know that there's like facial features or like it was the letter a but it's smooshed. yeah that's what it was like it was terrifying <laughs> So i took a double take and i was like nope phil i gotta get out of here so i booked it all the way around him like all the way around the apartment building like i didn't <laughs> even go through him i went just on the other side of the building ran into my dad's door he turns he's taking chicken nugs out of the the uh what is the heater thing
1: you know the thing you cook chicken nugs in the oven <laughs> that's what it's called
0: <laughs> language uh And I started telling him about it, and as a normal sane person would, he's like, well, what does this person that's playing outside in the area that my daughter is also playing in look like? And I was like, well, he's got this, this, and that. And he's like, okay, well, what does his face look like? And I was like, but that's the thing. He doesn't have a face. And my dad was like, interesting, interesting. Interesting. So, he sets me up with some chicken nuggets for lunch. My brother's doing whatever my brother's doing, because he's gross. And... (laughs) Yo, cooties. Cooties. And uh, he goes outside to see who I'm talking about. And he comes back, and he's like, there's no one outside. He's like, where were you at again? I was like, over by Oki and the sandbox playing. And he's like, no one was over there. I'm like, okay, whatever. So... It, like it, It's not a big deal. I, I go, I eat some chicken nuggets, and then I go back outside and play again, because eight-year-old Olivia was like, yeah, it's fine. My dad says it's, it's great. I'm just going to go the play pretend told again. told me it
1: was fine, so it probably was.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what is it? Fast forward. I go to my mom's house. It's the end of the weekend. Shared parenting ends. Back to my mother's. And she's like, oh, honey, how was your week? So I tell her about the weekend and blah, blah, blah. And I get to the man with no face, and she's like, That's interesting. So she calls my dad, probably has a conversation with him. My dad talks to her, whatever parents do, and it's the end of it. Well, my brother and I grew up very close to walking distance of our elementary school. So I would walk to school and from school. So I get home one day from school and I go to play with my dog, as per usual. And I'm walking past the staircase on the right-hand side of my house to get to the living room because I was about to eat probably more processed chicken (laughs) and watch some cartoons before I had to do homework. And I get like this weird feeling, the weird feelings that I was explaining before. Increased anxiety. I feel like someone is staring at me uh, or is in the room with me, but is no one's actually there. And I also feel like a terrible, dreadful anxiety. And as I'm walking past the stairs with my processed chicken food into the living room on my way to go watch some SpongeBob, I look up the stairs and there's the man with no face standing inside the house inside the house standing at the top of my stairs at my mom's house not even the same house not even the same county different right. county different house same <laughs> man standing on the stairs how did
1: he get there
0: yeah it was terrifying i remember grabbing my dog running to the living room past a scary man and calling my mom crying basically and she's like calm down what is going on so i tell her and she's like well you need to tell him that he's like, scaring wait, wait. you.
1: Some strange man's in the house, mommy. <laughs> that doesn't freak you out enough while you're at work.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, she finally, I, she's like, well, who's in the house? And I, she's like, slow down. And I was like, it's the man with no face from dad's house. And she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, you need to stay where you are and you need to stay... And you have to mean it. She's like, you need to say, get out of my house. You're scaring me and you're not welcome here. And I like, as an eight year old, I don't remember like thinking why I would need to say these things. I just did what my mom told me to do. And I remember that the overwhelming feeling of someone watching me and my terrified emotions only amplified the more I tried to say it because I was so scared. She's like, put me on speakerphone as my redheaded freaking Irish, Italian, Welsh, raised by Russian immigrant mother says and she's like put me on speakerphone so I do and then she starts just yelling yelling at this ghost like you better get out of my house who do you think you are trying to scare my daughter you don't have any business here you better pack your things and leave sucker!" I remember after that I was like oh wow I feel like he's not there anymore or like it it lessened a lot because his presence was overwhelmingly heavy when I was in the house right so I want to say after that my mom sat me down that evening and was like okay since you're seeing all of these things we have to talk about it and that's when she told me that she was in fact a medium as well and when she was a child my age she used to see people that weren't there too um well, we can do the bonus video of when she figured out she was a medium. Or not bonus video, bonus podcast. You'll get this in the podcast, not in our YouTube video, because YouTube has to be short. So, Oh, that's what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So my mom sat me down, and she's like, when I was your age, I used to see dead people too. But my grandmother would give me her rosary beads and tell me not to tell people things.
1: (laughs) Because she was adopted, so she doesn't understand.
0: Yeah, so my mom was adopted. She's not related biologically to any of her family. So, when she would tell my Russian Catholic grandmother, yeah, in <laughs> the middle of church that she was she seeing was the engulfed, <laughs> my Russian, uh, my great grandmother would be like, Um, here, just take my rosary beads and don't tell it to anybody else. Thanks. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so I want to say after that day and my mom talking to me, she explained to me that I had to set boundaries with spirits and that when things would come and present themselves to me in ways that scared me, such as seeing people without any faces, that I had to say to them, whether in my mind or verbally, whichever worked best for me, please leave me alone. You are scaring me and you're not welcome here. And she's like, and you really have to mean it because if you don't mean it, they understand that and they're still going to bother you. She's like, they're just looking for someone to talk to for whatever reason and at this point in your mediumship I'm not going to ask you or do I think that you should need to know why they're here. She's like if you want to revisit this later then we can get into stuff like yeah. that but I don't necessarily even understand You don't want to talk
1: to the ghost about why they're there.
0: Exactly because I was Cause a child. You were eight. <laughs> I was a, I was an eight year old child so whether or not these spirits needed my help or not I couldn't provide it to them because I was eight. <laughs> so that is where me putting up mental barriers really started at a young age of how to protect myself from spirits but also scary things as well because i used to see scary things as a child too like what i used to have really terrifying dreams oh well
1: yeah you get lucid dreaming when you are a medium because you essentially astral project is that the same thing
0: i don't think i astral projected i think that i had you
1: just have spirits coming into your dreams then
0: um, i think i had like bad things coming into my dreams
1: Spirits, You speak. Spirits are different.
0: Entities. Yeah. Entities. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about that in the next video when we do spirit guides and stuff like that. But that is where I started putting up walls and barriers to keep things out and to kind of just put a space mentally. And, uh, so then how do you put up walls? Since my other medium friend doesn't know how to do that. Um, The way I put up walls is when See. I am scared that something is malicious or or malignant I cover not only myself but the things surrounding me say if someone else is in the same room with me I cover them in a white or yellow light and that is supposed to be the white light of God it's supposed to protect you from things around you and it allows them to not
1: touch you I've told you this before but white light is faith Mm -hmm. and faith is the strongest energy because it's you can't change it so I can't convince you that God isn't real no matter what I say, you will always believe it, and that's why faith is the strongest energy because other entities can't manipulate it for their own gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, and so like, you just
1: cover yourself in white light.
0: Yes, and the things around me. I but like I did that before. Even I'm not religious. I've never really gone to church except for when I was like, I had a friend that I think is
1: well, faith Lutheran. isn't necessarily
0: religion. Well, yeah, but like um, it could be faith in someone else. Mm, I just envision white light. Yeah, yeah. And I know that certain colors are associated with certain types of energy. So I watch just, our chakra video to figure that shit out. Yeah, and we'll have another video about it too. Um, so that's one of the walls is I surround myself and things around me that I care about or I think can be affected by the things that I'm perceiving in energy, as well as I say to that person or thing, person, I express to them. I'm not in a position to talk to you right now, so you can wait behind my door. And in my mind, I have a plain door. It's just like a brown... It used to be white. It su- used to be super fancy when I was little, but now it's not. Uh, <laughs> I just have a simple door in my mind. And uh, in my mind, I have a black space. And that is where I have my spirit guides. And then I have a single door. it? Is a- it is just a door uh, with a frame. That's it. And when I open the door... It leads to a room that I've never stepped through but is white and that is where spirits I ask them to wait to talk to me if you have something to say uh, we can talk about it later but for for right now you need to wait behind the door that is my boundary that I set
1: do you think other people have that because a lot of people talk about a doorkeeper and that's your main spirit guide that allows people to enter your energy field
0: well that's my one spirit guide well
1: yeah but I'm talking about like is that a normal thing like do I have that or you set that
0: up? I set that up. Gotcha. Because my door used to be super fancy, but now it's not because I don't, I don't think about it as much. But that was just something that uh, made me feel more protected by making my door fancy. It literally was white. It had a little window on the top of it. And my mom's like, don't put a window there. Because I was like, there's people staring at me. She's like, well, then get... There's people staring at me. <laughs> She's like, well, then get rid of the window. And I was like, but it's so pretty. Because <laughs> that's what 10-year-old Olivia thought. <laughs> what the...
1: Oh, don't worry. I can see entities through my energy field, through the window in the door that I specifically placed there in my mind. You're welcome. (laughs) Shit my medium friend says.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ten-year-old Olivia. I gotta be... mm, Let's not talk about it. (laughs) What else is it? Or I will just... I put up kind of like a like a gray fog almost more so now if people come in and I'm not ready to talk to them or they're overwhelmingly there I try to just ignore them by putting up a little bit of like a like gray walls and I envision it around my mind interesting I have a couple different
1: things I think I do that but I imagine it as me wearing armor Mm. and it's like my spirit guide is the armor
0: okay well yeah your spirit guide envelops you because he's a cloud He's a cloud. He,
1: uh, what Olivia explained it the first time was, he blankets me. And I'm like, ah, you know it too. Because <laughs> my last spirit guide or my last medium friend could see him too, because I think she has like the same similar anxiety. So he would comfort her by essentially enveloping her like a cloud
0: uh, and pulling messed.
1: the negative energy out of her.
0: But we're going to have a video or a podcast. We have a video and a podcast on spirit guides. So that's more things to talk about.
1: Yeah. But uh,
0: yeah, I want to say my mom sat down with me. She talked about it. She's like, I don't know where this comes from because I'm adopted. Unfortunately, there's no one else that we can talk to about it. Um, But she's like, you do have me and that's great. So I want to say I saw Oliver for probably four or five months.
1: Oliver's the man with no face. Oh,
0: yes. Uh, just how Emily likes to name her spiders, Fuzzy or what was it, Fluffy? Fluffy. I When I was a child, I used to name uh, people that I would see because I couldn't help them. I just knew that they were there and they used to present to me as people physically in front of me, but with no face. Imagine that as a child.
1: So every entity had no
0: face? Every person that I gotcha. would see had no face. <laughs> just a smudged mark. And it was terrifying as a child. So my mom's like, just name him. She's like, it'll make him less scary. So I probably saw Oliver at my mom and my dad's house probably for four months or five months after that. And it got to the point where you'd be like, hey, bro, sorry, I can't talk to you. Maybe when I'm cooler and I'm a better medium, but today's not that day. So buzz off.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah,
0: Oliver was the man with no face and he was the first person that I saw. And plot twist, I don't think I told you this, but at my dad's apartment complex, Right where I used to have Oki the tree, there was a f- other field that went in the opposite direction that led to a retirement complex. It was a literal retirement home, and I didn't know that as an eight-year-old child, and that is where I used to see people the most, oh. is over in the field by the retirement complex. I used to see a woman that had a pink shirt and like, uh, you know, like the little, like, what is it, like um stretchy denim capris that old ladies wear? Yeah, she was wearing a pink T-shirt, stretchy denim, old lady capris, like with the stretchy waistband, and she had white hair, and she'd be standing in the field <laughs> by the retirement complex. So wow. that's probably where all the ghosts that I was co- seeing were coming from—is the retirement yeah, complex. They were dying. Yeah, and I used to it's see them coming to see you. Well, once I got done talking to my mom, and she was like, "You can just ignore them and tell them that you like you see them and you recognize them, but oh. also like." I can't help you, so try to find someone else, and I'm sorry. It makes
1: sense, because essentially when you die, you go to the white light, which is a lot of times mediums. Mm. They see you kind of like a, like a light tower, so they are drawn to you because you can see them. But it- so that's what was happening. They were dying, and they coming to see you.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I probably saw three or five people over in the field and I would just as a child talk to no one be like hi I see you but I can't help you sorry (laughs) right so that is the story of when I first realized that I was a medium and it's been a big old journey since then because as a child my mom was like you can't really tell people this because they'll think that you're crazy I'm not discounting people that do have psychological conditions but I Am coming to terms with the fact that I am a medium and I don't have something, um, different. Uh, you
1: don't have a mental disorder. Yes, you just see dead people. Yes, and a lot of people will think you're crazy because you see dead
0: people. Yes, and as a child, my mom would be like, "It,", it she's like, "Be thankful that." we have each other and to understand this yeah, because there's you know, so many people that don't know
1: they would take you to a mental institute and think that you have a mental disorder
0: exactly and i feel like it, that's that's a pretty scary thought so um
1: yeah so then tell a story about how your mom figured out she was medium
0: okay bonus story this yeah this one is not in the youtube video uh this one is great i love it because it's so cute okay so my mom said that she was probably like um six or seven and she her parents were taking her to her her aunt's house and she had three aunts they were super skookum ladies they worked for a fire department and they just were like the coolest people ever but anyways so she was going to her aunt's house and she didn't know why because she was 5 or 6 i think got you so she said that she remembers getting into her parents car they're like come on we have to hurry up and get to uh aunt so and so's house blah 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 and she's like, okay. And she remembers that her mom dressed her up in like a dress and like kind of in more fancy attire than she would usually go to her aunt's house in. But it wasn't a big thing because as a child in the 60s, your parents would be like, you're just going to put on these frilly ruffled socks and this cute little dress and you're going to like it. Like you didn't just ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> so she said she got to the house and she remembers playing in the living room. And she said there was a lot more people at the house than she remembered, like, people that she didn't know, people that she did know, just, like, a lot of adults, like, from a child's view. And I love when she tells this story because I can see, like, what she's saying to an extent. And so she's playing in the front room, as children do, with her coloring books and stuff, and she said that a man walked through the door, and he walked into a different part of the room, and it seemed like all the adults kind of, like, went into that part, the front part of the room and she remembers her aunts were in the kitchen, and they called her because they wanted to give her, uh, what was it, toffee pudding? Was it toffee pudding? Is that what that so. is? No, butterscotch. Oh, they were making you. her butterscotch pudding. Her three cute little crazy aunts. So mm-hmm. she's like, I remember sitting in the front room playing with my toys, but I remember seeing a man sitting by the archway that led to the kitchen, and he was sitting on a real low stool, and he was wearing really nice clothes, um. He had a suit and tie on, blah, blah, blah. And there was a spittoon in the corner of the room. Because it was, what, 1960 or 1973 or something. And um, she says, so the man kept, like, trying to, like, get her attention and, like, grab at her and, like, get her to talk to him. And she was like, I don't want to talk to this man. I'm a small child. And, like. I don't know you. Yeah, I don't know you. So she says she remembers watching him spit into the spittoon and he's sitting on this little like like milking stool almost by the archway to the kitchen so her aunts call her and they're like Julie come into the kitchen we have a treat for you and she's like I really wanted to go into the kitchen but that man every time I got close wanted to like grab out and reach at me and she's like you know like when you're a little kid and like your grandpa or like your uncle tries to grab you and you're like gross don't touch me who are you (laughs) it was like that so she's like eventually I just like skirted around the kitchen and came running in and like threw my toys in the kitchen whatever and my aunts were like Julie why are you running in the house you shouldn't be running in the house there's no reason for this and my mom she's like so I looked at my aunt and I was like but there's the man he's sitting in the archway and he's trying to grab me and I just don't understand like I just and they're like calm down we're gonna go see who's trying to make fun of you so one of her aunts goes out there about to go knuckle someone else in the family down for making fun of my mom or teasing her and she comes back and she's like no one's out there, Julie. What are you talking about? She's like, look, there's the man right there sitting on the stool. And her aunts are like, okay, well, tell us what the man looks like and we'll go yell at him for you. Yeah. And she describes her great uncle to the T, what he was wearing, what he looked like, the mannerisms that he would do because he used to spit chew or whatever, tobacco. Right. And she said, as a child, I remember getting butterscotch pudding put in my hand and my aunts going, how does Julie know about <laughs> great uncle blah blah, I don't forget what his name is,
1: yeah
0: he's in the front room. she can't see him. he's laid out, yeah she was at her great uncle's funeral, and in the nineteen seventies when someone died, they would have the like funeral or, like i don't know what is it open casket funeral type oh. thing in yeah. the house. He was in the front room, dressed in the complete outfit that she saw
1: in the casket
0: in the casket <laughs> <laughs> That shit's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he was hanging out at his own funeral trying to make fun of her. <laughs> A- because you could see him. <laughs> yeah, as great uncles would do, I guess.
1: Okay, so do you want to do the last story we talk about in our YouTube video?
0: Oh, it makes me scared. I don't like talking about him. Do <laughs> you want me to? Okay, so I should probably. Sure.
1: The last story that we have is another one from Olivia's mom, and it kind of proves reincarnation is real. Yeah, yeah.
0: What? What? Huh? Um, and Emily can see how red my chest is because I'm so nervous. Yeah, she rubs her throat <laughs> until it turns all red because it's anxiety. Okay, so oh, I don't like this one because I have to talk about it, and when I do, it comes a, in. The spooky guy. This. Yeah, so mom was talking I want to say I was probably 12 or 13 when my mom started 11 or 12, 11 or 12, probably 11 or 12 when my mom started embracing her mediumship and trying to understand it more. It,
1: she did it professionally.
0: Yeah, she started like going to psychic fairs and she made business cards, like all the stuff that I'm trying to do now, but yeah. she <laughs> was doing it with like a 11-year-old daughter that also was a medium. So I remember going to psychic fairs and stuff like that with her and it was it was pretty fun, but- she had a gig that she was doing, and it was a party for this couple. Um, so this couple was well-renowned for throwing parties. They were super cute, and um, both men liked to throw parties in their house. And they had a Yorkie and a um, uh, bichon Frise? Is that yeah, what Yeah, they had a bichon Frise, at, bichon Frise. at some point. So my mom sits down, and the two hosts weren't really – keen on having a medium reading, but everyone else at the party, she was doing normal readings for it. it. was going fine. Everything was normal. And then the host sits down and they're like, well, we don't really want a medium reading because it's kind of scary. So we just want like a psychic reading. And she's like, okay. So she gives us a psychic reading. And then all of a sudden this little white dog pops in and she's like, okay, well, um, I just want to let you know that I am picking up on a little white dog and I believe that you both owned it. She's like, it is a medium reading. So if you don't want me to go farther into it, then I won't. But I'm just letting you know, uh, you know, you have the opportunity for this. And they're like, oh, yeah, we used to have a little Bichon Frise, but he ran away. And uh, it kind of was like a problem when people would come over. He would try to bite them. They're like, we have our friends over here and they're black. And he specifically did not like them. That He would attack our black friends. So it just kind of got to a problem. And one day when we had him in our bedroom because we were trying to keep him away from everyone else in the party, uh, someone went into our room to grab one of their coats and he escaped and he ran straight out the front door and like, you know, we kind of looked for him, but he was just so mean that, uh, you know, we kind of gave up. So it's interesting to know that he's no longer alive. That's kind of sad. We feel really bad, but he kind of wasn't like, you know, the greatest. So my mom had talked about, had been talking to the dog earlier during the party, the dog that they had currently, the little Yorkie. And it was a girl and she had brown fur and she was super cute. And my mom was being told by the dorkie that there was a scary thing that would make fun of the dog. Um, and like the dog was a very skittish creature. So my mom's like, well, the reason that your dog currently- yeah, your dog, the Yorkie currently, is freaked out and sometimes cowers in the corner is because this white dog makes fun of it. <laughs> it comes in and it like terrorizes and pokes fun at it and tries to like make it scared and intimidate it. And they're like, "Well, can you tell the dog to like not make fun of our new dog because she's really cute?" And like, "Yeah, we we do all these things to like deal with her anxiety and her stress and we don't know why she's so stressed out and anxious all the she's time." She's
1: stressed out because this dog is like
0: making fun of her and like being mean. Right. So she said, all of a sudden, in her mind, this white dog transformed into a man, and he looked. Please don't take this as a funny thing because it's scary, and I'm scared right now because I don't like talking about him because it, it, it. Ugh. So <laughs> scary people. Looks like Colonel Sanders. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she said he had a bejeweled cane. He had the um, what is it called? A bolo tie. Oh, the yeah. the like, the like top hat, like yeah. southern gallon hat? Ten gallon Uh hat? Five gallon hat? Uh, How many gallons does a hat hold? We don't know. Um, And he started showing her the life he lived before he was the Bijan Frise. And he was a horrible, terrible man. He was a slave owner in the South. He was showing her the house that he lived on, how he got his cane, how he got his wealth and his status, and what he used to do to the people that he used to own. And she said he was a horrible, terrible man. And he was pissed that he was reincarnated as a little white dog that was owned by two gay men that would have parties with people of color. So
1: And have a little brown Yorkie. A little
0: brown Yorkie with brown hair. And, Which is
1: why he terrorizes the Yorkie. Yep, yeah,
0: that's exactly why he terrorizes the Yorkie. And that's why he ran away because he didn't like where he was living. So he ran out the door and died. <laughs> Literally. Right. So, I mean, if that doesn't prove reincarnation, I don't know what will.
1: Yeah, but it's interesting because if you do believe in reincarnation, you essentially go into the astro or like the spirit world. And when you reincarnate, you essentially choose a life for yourself. So he knew full well what he was getting into. And the reason why all that was happening was because he was such a bad person in his previous life that he needed to balance his soul, so he needed to be put in that position, yeah, where he essentially couldn't do anything about the people he didn't like,
0: <laughs> yeah, so he I don't think he got half I don't think he got even a quarter of what he deserved, yeah, because he used his
1: free will to get out of it by killing himself but at the same time he's not reincarnated he's stuck right i don't know stuck around those people right
0: it's interesting because this is the first time that i'm talking about him and he's not coming in Mm. he's quiet he's not (laughs) i feel like he's still there but he's not coming in
1: probably because i'm telling him what truth is
0: (laughs) spitting straight fire at him so uh
1: yeah he's like yeah no you're right but i'm still unhappy about it
0: so, be good in this life. Be a good person. Don't hate on other people. Don't do terrible things. It's not about that, though. You it is choose, for me.
1: You choose to come in and be an oppressor.
0: I know, and it's horrible.
1: You yeah. just have to choose life so that you learn your lesson. Yeah. Whereas he didn't choose life as a dog, so he couldn't fully realize his lesson.
0: But I think that goes into also when you become reincarnated, do you know well we need to do reincarnation stories we're going <laughs> yeah, to do talking about reincarnation, stories. reincarnation like it's my job hundred percent yeah get, like do animals know more so that they had a past life than humans do because there's Most like likely. toddlers that remember their past lives and then it kind of grew out of it because you come into this consciousness but
1: your ego grows yeah i think you know bits and pieces it's like you have amnesia but you have like flashbacks of what you were before
0: yeah anyways that is the story of when i figured out i was a medium when my mother figured out that she was a medium and a reincarnation story that is quite spooky but i'm glad that he's not coming in because he usually really scares me and he's like oh as soon as i say that he's like i'm still here but also so, <laughs> but also in his place which is good um yeah M and i are your meta psychics if you didn't get that in the beginning because we're this is our first podcast and we're Do really we bad at explain everything the
1: name? Or is it punny enough so that people get it? I don't know. (laughs) Do do you guys get it? Do you guys get that it's like sidekicks, but it's (laughs) sidekick? Oh, sorry, if we're really sorry about I that. I literally
0: try to put your sidekicks to everything metaphysical so that everyone gets it. But I am also the person that says dumb freaking jokes, and then I have to explain <laughs> my dumb freaking jokes because people don't because get Because they're
1: them. bad jokes. No, if you be- have to explain a joke, it's bad.
0: <laughs> no, it's because I'm hilarious and no one else is as uh-huh. hilarious as me. No one's on the same level as yeah, you. Yeah, fight me. I'm hilarious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys
1: enjoyed this, make sure to subscribe a thing. I have no idea how podcasts work.
0: Yeah, we're going to figure it out. Please subscribe. Share oh, this. Do you
1: subscribe to your podcast?
0: I don't know. I just what? listen to it religiously. Oh. Do oh. I know if I've actually oh. subscribed? No. God, how do you not know? Because I'm not technologically adept.
1: Okay, well.
0: <laughs> Please. Make sure to
1: check out our podcast next week where we will be talking about chakras. Yeah, Chakras. Yeah.
0: And it's gonna be super skookum
1: all gonna come full circle we're gonna teach you how to balance your chakras and go through a spiritual awakening maybe or something yeah also check out our youtube channel if you guys want to see a reenactment maybe kind of of the story and others and you get to watch our beautiful faces while we do it also we have a brand new website where we are asking for people to share their paranormal stories with us so make sure you go to metapsychics.com And go to that Extras tab and give us your best paranormal story. But make sure it is completely original. We will be checking. And we will take those stories and add them to our future content. So you can be featured on all of our social media.
0: We also have Instagram. You can find us at at MetaPsychics. And Facebook. We have a Facebook page, too. We try to post content there. That is somewhat entertaining and maybe give you a giggle or a little bit of a fright, whichever one we feel that you guys need. So yeah, we are your Meta Meta Psychics, and we will see you guys next week. Next week. Beep, beep, beep.